welcome to episode 178 of Live Happy Now. This is Paula Phelps, and today we're talking with Colton Moore, a seven-time X Games medalist. Colton and his older brother, Caleb, first caught global attention as snowmobile athletes, which many found curious since they come from Texas. But five years after breaking into the national scene, Colton's story has become even more compelling, and he tells that story in his book, Chasing the Sky. We talked with Colton about loss, resilience, and how family bonds have helped him persevere through adversity. Colton, thank you for joining us here at Live Happy Now. I'm really happy that you could take some time to sit down and talk with us today. Yeah, no, thank you. It's awesome that you have me on the show. Well, you know, there's so many things that is interesting about what you've accomplished. And, you know, you're in Texas, so I understand how you got started with ATVs and quads. But Texas is not the place you think of when you think of snowmobiles. <laughs> so can you tell us how you got into that sport to begin with? Yeah, I mean, that's whatever always wants to know is how in the world did we get into that because people in texas don't even know what snowmobiles are but we we don't even know what snow is (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly but we used to ride you know atvs obviously and do the same thing freestyle tricks and everything and you know we were just watching winter x games one year and we were watching the guys ride and all the tricks they were doing and it was me and my parents and my brother sitting there watching and you know my dad and my brother were like, oh, we do all the same tricks they're doing there. It's like, why don't we give that a try? And I was younger, and I had just learned how to flip an ATV, and I was kind of sitting there like, oh, gosh, I just learned it on the ATV, and now we got to go to sleds. <laughs> but I ended up, <laughs> ended up, players were sponsoring us, and they make both ATVs and snowmobiles. So we called them and asked them, like, hey, can we get some snowmobiles? And they were like, what do you need snowmobiles for in Texas? Like, are you insane? (laughs) So we told them our idea that we'd try to ride and go to X Games. And they're like, all right. So we had like a month to ride to get ready for X Games. And we have a foam pit in Texas. So we jumped in there and then went up north to a buddy's place in Michigan, Scott Murray's place, and got ready in the snow and the foam pit. He had to shoot like a little video showing that we could actually ride these things, seeing as how they, everyone thought we were crazy, and ended up, sent the video in, my brother got accepted first, and then a couple of days later, I got accepted, and we went to X Games and did well, so we just kind of stuck with it. You have been extremely successful as a competitor with snowmobiles. You've won seven X Games medals, but you also lost your brother Caleb in 2013, and then at that same time, on that that same course, you broke your pelvis, and I think to so many of us, it's hard to imagine either of those things happening, but to have both of those things happen at the same time, how did you get through that? That was a very difficult time. Just a lot of family being around and girlfriend at the time helping me kind of get through it. It was just, you know, that's the hardest thing I've ever been through in my life for sure was dealing with my brother passing and it took a while, you know, to work through it, but actually what was the most difficult was like actually being injured at the same time was like I couldn't ride and riding is like what I love to do. So that's like what keeps me happy. So like going through that time without being able to do what I love at the same time was difficult. And I don't know, I just, I had to lean on family and friends and get through it. And actually when I got better from my injury, the first time that I got to go back and ride, I went and, rode at my place where me and my brother always practice and I actually remember just 
you know, praying and talking to him before I rode and felt like when I rode that, you know, that's where I'm closest to him. I just feel like he's still there riding with me. Yeah. And I wondered about that as I looked at your story and watched some of the videos of you guys together. And I wondered if it does give you that sense of being with him again, or does it, you know, make you miss him more? And it sounds like it really, this is how you still get that bond with him is by doing what you used to do together. Absolutely. I mean, that's my happy place is being out there riding. And, you know, I just feel like, you know, he's out there watching out for me now and right there riding right with me. And so I think it's awesome to be able to have that, you know, kind of still there for me. And what was it like for your parents? Because they lost Caleb and you were badly injured and you returned to competing. Was that difficult Um, for them? It definitely was difficult, but that's what's so great about my family is my parents have been behind us a hundred percent, no matter what, you know, I'm, I'm sure they would love it if I, you know, if I didn't want to ride anymore, then they would be thrilled about it. But at the same time, you know, it's very difficult for them, but they have told me time and time again that they will support me no matter what, you know, what my decision is. And they know it's what I love to do. So they, you know, they support me more than anyone that I know. And it's just awesome to have that support. And I know it's probably seems selfish to put, you know, my parents through that, but it's what I love to do. And they've always had my back and they try to push me no matter what I'm doing. Your book, Catching the Sky, really does a remarkable job of capturing that bond, not only explaining with Caleb, but that support of your whole family. And do you think that you could have continued competing without that kind of support? I don't think so. I mean, family is number one, you know, like they're going to have your back and without them, it would have been super hard to get back to it and to stay, you know, positive and have a good mindset about everything. But to be able to have, you know, family, not just my parents, but, you know, my grandparents and my aunts and uncles and cousins, everyone, you know, was there to support and help me get back on the horse, so to say. So, I mean, with, without that kind of support, it would have definitely been a lot harder to get back on it. But the next year that I went back to X Games, we had, like, all my family was there, like 40, 50 people. It was awesome. For you, you had always competed with Caleb because he was your older brother. And what was it like, not just from the recovery standpoint, but competing for the first time without him on the course? It was weird because, you know, I was always the younger brother, so I was always just trying to, like, basically I was always just trying to keep up with him. <laughs> like, <laughs> he, always, he always was there to push me and get me to, you know, I don't know, just do stuff that I probably wouldn't normally do. So I kind of had to, you know, think of him when I was riding to, like, push myself and kind of be like, what would Caleb do or what would what would he tell me to do? But to be out there on the course, you know, I feel like, you know, like I said, like I feel like I wasn't out there by myself. I feel like I was out there riding with them. And I think that actually kind of gave me more of a clear head than any other time. Like that year that I went back, I felt like I was just out there riding with him. And that made it able for me to kind of shut everything else out and be able to just ride for fun. 
That's so awesome. Uh, and, and when you wrote the book, how did it help you to be able to put your experiences into words and to really pay tribute and explain your relationship with Caleb and with the rest of your family to the whole world? Uh, yeah, I worked with Keith O'Brien, who's an amazing author, and he came and talked with me as we wrote Catching the Sky and talked with my parents and all my family. It was good to be able to tell my story. I mean, it was definitely difficult to kind of have to relive everything to be able to tell my story, but I felt like that was a good way to, you know, do something for my brother, you know, kind of in a sense, like continue his legacy sort of way to be able to tell our story and put it into words so that, you know, not only just my friends and family could see that, but you know, I could spread the word to a lot more people. And that's what I really liked about doing that. And you give so much inspiration in terms of resilience and working through adversity. What do you think that's going to mean in the future? Like, how are you going to use those tools to help others, which is really what you're doing now, by showing them that you can go through some tremendous loss and injury and still come through it and keep thriving? I hope that people... You know, like I said, like my brother always pushed people on. So I hope that, you know, people seeing me and seeing my story and going through what I've gone through inspires them to push hard and like never give up because you just got to keep on going and try to do your best and just stay positive. And I hope, you know, people can kind of take a little piece of what I've done and put it in their own life. And no matter what they go through, that they're able to get through it and keep on going. And I think your positivity surprises people. I think that it's really amazing that you are so positive. Is that something that comes naturally or is that something you've had to work to cultivate or where does that come from? I've just always been a a happy kind of goofy guy, I guess. And and so I've kind of just used that as, you know, my personality to get through things. Yeah, there's tough times, but, you know, everyone has their tough times, so it doesn't do you any good to get down about it. I mean, of course you're going to at some point, but I think the more that you can stay positive and do things to help yourself out, but also help other people out is what helps you stay positive and happy. I think when you start helping other people is what actually like, so me and a buddy, Tyler Johnson and another buddy, Rich Gillette, we actually started up a foundation called chase a dream where we take out terminally ill kids and bring them to shows and let them meet their idols and guys that they've looked up to. And I think that's something that's helped me stay positive is, you know, feeling like that's amazing back. Yeah. What's it like when you see these kids who are, you're making that this great big moment for them. What is that like for you? It's an awesome feeling, you know, because I remember being a kid and looking up to people and, thinking like, you know, thinking the world of people, you know? And so being able to use what I've done and being in an industry, I know lots of writers. So to be able to call someone up and be like, Hey, I have a kid that really looks up to you. I'd like to bring him out and meet you. I think it's awesome that I can, you know, I can give that kid a moment, you know, that they probably won't ever forget. 
That's incredible. But in addition to all that you've overcome, last year you injured your spinal cord again during the X Games. And so can you tell us, I know you're racing ATVs, can you kind of tell us what you're doing now and what's coming up for you over the next few months? Yeah, it was difficult. Last year I broke my back and almost ended up paralyzed. But I've had road to recovery and Anita Buttons has stepped in. It's a foundation that helps out injured riders. You know, not just me, but a whole lot of people. And they've helped me out a bunch. And without them, I probably wouldn't have, you know, got through my back injury the way I did. So to have people looking out for me, I think that's awesome. So now that I've been on my way to recovery, now this year I'm racing Razors, which is like a, like a little dirt car that has a roll cage. Mm-hmm. And I'm racing that in the Lucas Oil Midwest Series and. I'm still working on getting my legs back under me from my spinal cord injury, which they're there. Just they're still a little weak from theirs and stuff, but I'm trying to get ready and hopefully end up back in X Games. Colton, you are such an inspiration. I appreciate you coming in and talking with us today because everything about you, your resilience and your performances are beautiful, but your words and your book is just really inspiring. And so I I know that our listeners are going to get a whole lot out of hearing more about you. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. And I hope that more people can, you know, read my book and know the story of my family and just how great everyone is. And I'd really like to thank everyone that's been there for me, you know, all my family, my friends, my girlfriend, Marriott. She went through hell and back with me. And BC Vaught, he's my manager. He's my friend. He's been there for a long time now. And I just couldn't do it without all the people helping me and supporting me. That was Colton Moore talking about his book, Chasing the Sky. You can visit us at livehappynow.com to see a bit more about Colton and follow the link to buy his book. And now we have another book to tell you about, and Live Happy's Laura Coppich is here to do that. Well, Laura, thank you for coming by and talking to us today. I love to be here with you, Paula. All right. Well, you've got something great and new that Live Happy has done that you're going to tell us about, and it's a little bit different than what we've done in the past. So can you tell us what we're talking about? I'm absolutely ecstatic. We, On the day of the recording of this podcast, we got in our sample of our new notebook. We came up with a notebook that we have named on a positive note. Nice and uh, That's clever. Yeah, nice and clever. Of course, that comes from our wonderful editorial staff. And we put together a notebook that is filled with over 250 pages. At the bottom of almost all of the pages, we are asking you to tell us what's good about your day. So it is partially a gratitude journal, but it's a whole lot more. We took a lot of information from our past magazines and a lot of our information from talking with our podcast guests and in our newsletters and on our website and added that information into this notebook so you could go through as you go through it and be prompted with facts, with tips, with everything, them even suggestions for you to do happy acts or prompting questions, asking you about, you know, your childhood or name uh, three or four things that you're happiest about your work situation right now. So it's very interactive and very educational. What struck me is that there's a lot of different ways that this could be used. As you said, it could be a gratitude journal, but it could be something that someone is using daily for kind of like a a guide for how do I want to get through this day. Correct. 
we talked a lot about how we were going to create this and we didn't really want to pigeonhole it into just being a gratitude journal or just being this. You know, we have a lot of information in there that's also about work. I think it could very easily be the notebook that you use for work as you go through taking notes on, but it's actually adding something to your day too. And it's prompting you to think. Well, yeah, what's awesome about if you use it for work, you can actually be reading cool stuff while someone else is talking about something you don't care about. Oh, there is that, of course. <laughs> is that what you do to me in meetings, Paula? <laughs> no, I'm taking copious notes. Okay, uh-huh. That's nice to know. And, and then on top of everything, I'm a very tactile person, so the journal feels incredible. And then, of course, it's done by our beautiful designers here at Live Happy. And as you all know, the covers of our magazine and our website and the illustration styles that we use are just gorgeous. So this thing is just beautiful to look at. And Yeah, um, it really is a pretty, pretty journal and suitable for Christmas gifts. It is very suitable for Christmas <laughs> gifts. So if you think you're on uh, my Christmas gift list, there's a big possibility that this might be in your stocking this year. Hmm, it better be a big stocking. <laughs> and we are taking <laughs> pre-orders of the journal. They are currently being printed and we don't have them in-house now, but they will be here in time to be mailed for Christmas. So if you go to livehappy.com slash notebook, and it's not the movie, you know, the the journal, notebook. No. <laughs> You'll be able to pre-order these at a lower cost and we'll be selling them once we have them. So it's, Oh, really? Uh, so, okay. So there's a benefit on jumping on this now. The proverbial bandwagon, yes. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, excellent. And how did you choose? I know that you said the editorial staff worked on it. And this is where I pretend I'm not even a part of that. I know nothing about this. <laughs> how did you choose what you were going to include is in terms of quotes and information, because it really is, it flows really well from one topic to the next. And it's really well done. I agree completely. But I would say that I myself had a small editorial hand in it, that Donna Stokes, our director of editorial, was the main driving force behind that. Donna, would you like to say how you kind of, from all the information we have, how did you choose what to put in and what not to put in? It was actually a really fun project. Sorry to jump in here on you guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way, Donna Stokes, the editor, is also in the studio. <laughs> it was super fun because I got to go through a lot of our old magazines, our web stories, podcasts, and pull out just the stuff that just really inspired me. And I had so much fun pulling things together, little activities on how to make your day better, my favorite quotes from some of our columnists and from some of our sources. A lot of cute, fun little quotes from Dr. Seuss and this one from Albert Einstein, play is the highest form of research. Just things to really inspire people as they go through their day. If you're thinking of this for a gift, consider this quote that's in there from Richard Bach. Every gift from a friend is a wish for your happiness. I love that one. And I love the fact that we have like Dr. Seuss quotes in there as well. So it goes from the lighthearted and the fun, really to the serious stuff again, where you're learning, learning what you're talking about. We've got it all covered. So yeah, it's educational. It's entertaining. It's positive. <laughs> it's a positive <laughs> note. So Laura, you told us that we can save money if we pre-order. What's the difference between the pre-order price and the price that it's going to be? Pre-order price currently is $25. And our listed price is at $30 and our pre-order price is at $25. Oh, excellent. So if you buy six of them, it's like getting one free. 
Exactly. That was some really quick math there, Paula. That's excellent for an editor. You have no idea how much work that was. I'm proud. (laughs) Well, I'm glad. So what are you most excited about with a positive note? Again, I'm such a tactile person. I love the way it feels. So I love pens that feel really good. I like my notebooks to feel really good. And it's just, as I said, it's just beautiful. So no matter what, for us, please go to livehappy.com slash notebook and take a look at it. Um, yeah, because if you look at it, you're going to want it. So well, that's- I believe that. But really? you know, we don't all have the exact same taste. But I do believe that. And share it out with your friends. If you think it's something they might be interested in, that helps us a lot helps support this podcast. And I know how much our listeners really enjoy hearing this podcast. That's all for this episode of Live Happy Now. Be sure to visit us at livehappynow.com to learn more about Colton Moore and to see how you can pre-order Live Happy's journal on a positive note. If you like what you've heard here today and want to hear more, go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite podcast. Search for Live Happy Now and subscribe today so you'll never miss an episode. That's all we have for today, so please join us back here next week. And until then, remember to make every day a happy one.